Ladies and gentlemen, this is the voice of TBT, Barbara Elfman, welcoming you to another edition of Inside TBT. Here are your hosts, Andrew and Joey. Welcome back to Inside TBT, the regional edition of the show. And on this episode, we are talking about the Illinois Regional featuring House of Pain and Always a Brave, which will take place at the Peoria Civic Center from July 24th to July 28th. Get your tickets now at thetournament.com. We got Always a Brave. We got House of Pain. House of Pain after a big-time performance last year. They're back. They're the name to talk about in this regional. And we talked with their coach. Ain't that right, Joe? We talked with their coach and my good friend, Mike Latulip. I, I said that on the, the last episode, so I'm going to say it on this one, too. Um, Mike, who is turning down coaching jobs left and right now, was so nice to spend some time with us and talk TBT and House of Pain hoops. And boy, did he deliver as always. Of course. And before we get to him, we think that Illinois, House of Pain, could benefit from adding a couple more guys. Most teams don't win TBT in their first year, maybe even their second year, third year, et cetera. But we think that there's a few guys that could push House of Pain over the edge this year, pull them out of the Illinois Regional, push them to the, you know, Elite Eight, Final Four, et cetera. Joey, who do we think some of those guys are? I'll kick it off, actually. I, I'm going <laughs> to uno, uno reverse it. <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead. I mean, we are Illinois guys. We are from Chicago, Illinois. We do know what's in the best interest of Illinois, even though we don't like them. But so, yeah, kick us off. Exactly. So here are inside <laughs> TBTs players to add for House of Pain. We are Illinois guys. We are Chicago guys. So we're going to start with that. We got to get Brandon Paul over to House of Pain. All right. He's got no business playing, you know, Team Hines, Money Team, teams like that. He should be playing for his alma mater, House of Pain, a guard that we said last year has potential to be the best player in the tournament. Maybe that could be true again this year. Brandon Paul, Get your butt over to House of Pain. I think that that's a great one to start with. I think it adds the element of stealing guys away from teams, which is very, very fun. And also, supposedly, uh, Mike Latula and Brandon Paul are best friends. So you'd think that he'd want to play for his best friend. So we'll see if that happens. Uh, the guy that's high up on my list is an, an Andre Feliz-esque addition in the sense that my man just graduated from Illinois, and every Illini fan thinks that he should have his jersey in the rafters. He's, an, without a doubt, a fan favorite who, to me, feels like he's been there for 17 years. It's Trent Frazier. I think that any time a team can get a little bit younger, especially at the guard spot, this dude just is a do-it-all, great defender, great shooter, scorer, can do whatever you need him to do. Uh, and, again, he'll bring the juice for the fan base because the people – Love him. I will – little little uh, uh, asterisks on this. Apparently, he is open to coming back to school. Uh, he just announced that recently. So, if he's coming back to Illinois, I don't feel playing in the TBT. That's not how it works. So, if he's not, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, old Coach Latulip gives the young buck a call. 
Well, if they can't get Trent Frazier and they can't get Brandon Paul, I got a name that, you know, they're going to literally need to pull out of their, out of their magic hat. All right. And that's my guy, Darren Williams. And if you're listening to that's my guy. And if you're listening to this right now, we don't know what kind of shape he's in. We don't know what he's looking like, but it's only April. So get your body in the gym, hit the weight room, hit the treadmill, play some fives. Darren Williams, get ready for TBT 2021 with House of Pain. While that is a stretch, I like the pander pick there to say, you know what, like let's get some more former NBA guys in the TBT. Yeah, maybe they are quote-unquote washed up a bit. And that's not to say that Joe Johnson is, because, Joe, we love you. You're the man. Well, they're friends, too. Joe might say, hey, man, you should play for House of Pain. TBT was fun. It would be cool to have a starting former starting NBA backcourt in the TBT. So, yeah, I love Darren Williams. Throw him in. I think that's a great list right there. Yep, so there's our list of guys that House of Pain should add. But now we're going to talk to the coach and hear who he's thinking the team is going to be adding and stuff like that. So let's get to Coach Mike Latulip. All right, join us now on Inside TBT. Coach of House of Pain, who's getting ready to host a regional, Coach Mike Latula. Coach, welcome to the show. Appreciate you guys having me on. It's always, it's always great seeing your faces. Absolutely. And, uh, Mike, Zolden doesn't know what I'm about to do here, but I'm going to give you the floor to, uh, to go after him real quick. Yeah, this is an, let's, let's ambush. Um, I remember last year during the TBT, I remember – People made some picks. Was that I'm um, thinking like the War Tampa game? I think maybe you were on the you were on the War Tampa train. But hey, hey, it's not just you. Seth Greenberg's on that list too. So I got I, I got a bone I got a bone to pick with a lot of people here. I think uh, I fell in love with Fletcher McGee when we did uh, pre pre tournament interviews, and I my heart you know I went with my heart, not my head. If How I would have known that uh, that Mike Dom was coming to play. And that you guys were going to be pulling, you know, random guys from all over the country onto the team, then you know maybe my my uh, pick would have been a little different. But this year, I'm not sleeping on you guys because we actually just did our regional host power rankings and had you guys sitting up there at number one. What do you think of that? Yeah, man, it's 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 obviously a different type of year because you're last last year. I mean, there were there were no expectations, right? And and then now you come into this year and hosting the regional and everything's kind of been put into warp speed here. Um, I mean, you'd think that's something that maybe five, down, five years down the road, you're hosting, you've built up to that. But I think the, the Illinois fan base and, uh, you know, the backing that we got from, from the Illinois basketball program as well is something that, you know, that just certainly didn't go unnoticed for us because it was something that propelled us to not only um, be able to fund the team, uh, as we were basically had our GoFundMe up as we were going through the tournament. So I'm glad we kept winning. Uh, but, but also it just goes to show you that like the Illinois fan base is such an underrated. I think everybody says that about their school. Like, Oh man, we have just the most underrated fans, but seriously, the Illinois fans are rabid. Like they're, they're awesome. No matter if it, no matter if it's, Hey, we got a one seed in the NCAA tournament or Hey, a couple of our alumni are playing in a, summer basketball tournament like they're all in man it's crazy the amount of people that hit me up after that and part of it was you know it's pandemic uh and it was one of the only things on but it was still something that I think was really cool for those guys and and gals to see 
hey man, Malcolm Hill's playing with Andres Feliz, and you know we didn't get to see that. And and you know they kind of they they welcome Mike Dom and those guys with with open arms too. Mike Dom, Mike Dom would have to pay for a drink of champagne uh, <laughs> for the rest of his time. So uh, yeah, man, it was it's fun, but you know you can't do it without the without the support. I was going to say, you know, exactly what you said. And it's a little bit different, obviously, because you are within the fan base. I'm on the outside. And while I do not like Illinois or Illinois fans, which is well documented, I can respect the hell out of them that they truly are one of the most underrated fan bases in the country. And that's not true about Ohio State. Like, that's not – that's just – that's just not true. Um, when Ohio State played Illinois in the Big Ten Championship, it was 99% blue and orange in there. And that's not an accident. So, well, obviously – Yeah. You got to think, too, with – I mean, it's hard for Ohio State basketball to compete with Ohio State football. Sure. Like that's, sure. I mean, in the last few years, you know, and Illinois football, like, they just hired Bielma. They're on – you know, they're on the up and up here. Um, but it's a bad – to go, but up. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're a, you're a Mizzou guy, right? Yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I think they're going back to that game, right? No? Some I point, think, I think not for a little while. 20, 2031 or something yeah. like that. Yeah, I got my <laughs> I got my tickets. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's, it's gonna be like you're gonna show up as a hologram by then. <laughs> exactly. So but before we before we go too uh, crazy and start talking Big Ten football, we want to get <laughs> we want to get to this year's team, but we gotta talk about last year. You know, there were a bunch of key guys, two guys that you know we talked about it briefly already. Mike Dom. Huge, 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 huge get for you guys. And then Andres Feliz, who's, who's graduating and stepping onto the TBT court, did you expect him to have that kind of an impact immediately in TBT last year? Uh, I did. I mean, that's the reason why, you know, why we brought him onto the team uh, and the reason why, you know, I think as we had conversations with him too, he was just ready to go. Um, and he's kind of an anytime, anyplace guy. Uh, and you can't have enough of those guys in the team. Like, we just say, uh, hey, we're playing in Columbus, uh, or hey, we're playing in the TBT, and he's just like, tell me where. Uh, those type of guys are the guys that are so much fun to be around and coach because they're just kind of unconditional. Like, it doesn't matter what the situation is. It doesn't matter, hey, we're in a bubble. Hey, we have to quarantine. Hey, we have to do this. We have to do that. They, they just want to hoop. And I think Andres falls under that umbrella, and I think what he showed, you know, in those games was – um, he's tough, man. I mean, he'll go toe-to-toe. He doesn't care who you are or what you've done. Um, you know, I think of Aaron Kraft, and uh, Aaron Kraft is, you know, his calling card is toughness and grittiness and, uh, you know, coach's son, first one in, last one out. Um, you know, but, but Andres really accepted that challenge in that game. And, and even just before the game, he was excited for it. Um, yeah, I know it's a summer basketball tournament, but it meant a lot. It meant a lot to him and it meant a lot to the guys. And I think when you see a guy like that, who, who's your, you know, who was our point guard last year, you know, if your point guard is just steady as can be, not only just from a production standpoint, but just from a, uh, from a mentality standpoint, you know what you're going to get from him. And I think it, it really was this calming influence for everybody on the team. So he was the youngest guy on the team, but um, he was, he was obviously one of the most important pieces. So we're, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're hoping to obviously get him back again here this year. And then the counterpart to that, obviously, is the other most important piece is Mike Dom, who, well-documented, not a fighting Illini alum, but now 
is an honorary member um, of that alumni base. Uh, what's, what's his status? He's arguably the best player in the TBT. I mean, I'm sure he's getting recruited from other places. What's his status with your squad? Is he even going to be playing in the TBT at all? Do you even know? Have you spoke to Mike Dom? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, me and Mike talk all the time. Um, I will say this, though. You know, last year was a little bit different. Um, and this is – I'm not just saying this about Mike Dom. This is about everybody. This is about every team, every roster. Last year, you know, seasons were cut short. Um, guys were kind of sitting around. Uh, this was a chance to go play and, and get even more exposure and play on ESPN. Uh, and, and then ultimately what ended up happening was, you know, we were able to get some of these guys, um, you know, because of that. Ravante Rice had to go back to Israel because they resumed his league. But for these other guys, you know, it was an opportunity to really get, down, get on the phone with them, talk to them about, you know, hey, this is the way we, we want to utilize you. This is where your role is going to be on the team. And, um, you know, for a guy like Mike, yes, him and I are – are keeping in contact, but for everybody, for, for everybody on the roster and whether it's house of pain or not, uh, you know, a lot of stuff has to play out um, at the conclusion of their seasons. Uh, you know, whether that's their next contract, whether that's, Hey, I got to talk to my agent. Hey, I, I want to finish out this season. And then we start getting into those types of, you know, brass tacks conversations, um, you know, and, and it's, it's kind of a quick turnaround, but, you know, you have to be willing to work with these guys on, you know, hey, what, what's your timeline? You know, what, when do you want to get a deal done for your 21-22 season uh, and, and what all that looks like? So it's, it's a huge timing game. Um, but even for a guy like Mike, you know, all you can do is just continue to have those conversations and, and talk to him. And, um, yeah, I mean, there's, there's certainly anyone that saw him last year knows how much he means to this team. Um, you know, and, and how much we'd, we'd obviously love to have him back. He's, he's such a, he was such a cornerstone of what we did last year because he's so versatile and, and you can play him in a lot at, you know, a myriad of different positions, but specifically, you know, at the five, you know, if you, if you can put him in a position where he just has mismatches, like if they want to play a true big on Mike Dom, like that's a problem. Um, you like Mike Dom will make you pay for that. Uh, and, and I think being able to, we went small in some, you know, at the end of the Carmen's crew game specifically, um, you know, we were small blind up with, I don't even want to call it, it saying, Hey, Mike was at the five, but you know, he was our tallest guy out there and it presented a lot of different mismatches where guys just didn't really know who to guard. Like, who do we put on Mike Dom? Okay. Well, if you put him on Mike Dom, like who's guarding Malcolm, who's guarding Andre Solis. And, um, I thought that was a, that was a, that was a big advantage for our team and, and something that we're obviously looking to, to build upon this year. So last year. All right, we, we almost got ourselves in a little bit of trouble, but uh, Brandon Paul on the show said, you know, I would have loved to play with House of Pain, but ultimately I wanted to go somewhere where I could, you know, win some money. So I kind of got a two-part question. <laughs> Number one is apparently you guys are friends, so if a friend said that about my team, I'd be really hurt, so were you hurt by that? Question number two, are you over it, and how hard are you recruiting him for the team this year? All right, well, let's start with number one. Uh, yes, BP and I are, are great friends. Um, you know, but at the same time, you know, it's – and it was a hurdle for us last year, not only, just, not only just trying to get Brandon Paul on the team, but, you know, for everybody. This is – it was the first year of our team. Um, so there's nothing for me to point to other than, hey, you just got to trust me. This is how we're going to run things. This is how we're going to do uh, – here's our offensive scheme. Here's our defensive scheme. 
Um, but even all of that, I, I mean, we're preparing for it in Columbus and then you get out on the court and, and as a coach too, you're like, Hey, we've done all the right things at this point, but I still hope this is what it looks like. Um, and, and thankfully it was, but going back to BP, you know, I understood in the, in the moment, um, the decision that he was making. Cause, cause in his defense, the guys that team Hines had lined up on that team at the moment when he committed were different than the people that they had rolling out there for the game. So I get that. Like if, you know, Nick Calathis and Kyle Hines and these guys play like that's a different team. Um, granted too, sideline cancer is a tough draw as the 22 seed. Um, so there's that aspect of it too, but, but BP, you know, it's, it was a business decision. Um, and, and he's a professional and that's, and just as if, you know, he went to a different company or was working in the corporate world, like no one would be giving him crap about it, but you know, he took a lot of heat for it, but that's his, it was his decision. And I know that, um, you know, the thing with BP is as we were having our success throughout the tournament, like he's hitting me up, you know, he's even tweeting about it. Like that's who he is. Like he's, an extremely genuine person and, and was really happy for our success. And hell yeah, like we're, you know, recruiting him and, and hoping that, that he plays with us this year. And, um, you know, but I think just showing not only Brandon Paul, but a lot of people in year one, hey, this is what we could look like. Um, and this is the type of team we have. This is how we run things, uh, not only on the court, but off the court. You know, we're, we're super organized, we're structured, we, we watch film. We have personnel clips. Like, we do all of that just like a real team. Like, you can't, you know, you can't cheat the system. Um, overseas elites had a lot of talent over the years, but they play like a team. They treat it like a team. And, and that's why you have success. So, I think being able to show that last year was huge for guys like Brandon Paul to see it. Like, sometimes you got to see it first. And I knew that going into last year. Like, we're not going to – the roster that we want, uh, our dream roster, probably wasn't going to pan out last year. Not only just because of, like, COVID and timing and all that, but you're, I'm, you know, it's different if I'm the, if I'm Brad Underwood or I'm any of these guys, Chris Holtman, and I'm, hey, here's Ohio State basketball. Here's Illinois basketball. You see what we did? We just were a number one seed. We were number two seed. Like, look what we did last year. Come join us. Last year, I had to just be like, hey, take my word for it. We're going to be, we're going to be pretty good. Um, well, now you have the resume to go after, you know, a Darren Williams and say, you saw what we did last year. We just needed an NBA <laughs> point guard. Yeah, I mean, like, uh, you know, we get, we get Kendrick Nunn back in the fold. Yeah, I'm sure we can get him to, to ditch his contract there with Miami Heat and, and have, him, have him come out with the House of Pain. But, but yeah, man, it's, it's, uh, that's half the battle. That's half the battle when you're starting out, when you're trying to build a foundation for a team, is, you know, how, you know, how serious do, do guys take it? And how serious do guys take you? I think that was another thing just as a coach. Like, I played with a lot of those guys. Um, and you could see that both ways. You know, it's – yeah, of course they, they understand your basketball acumen. They understand what you bring to the table. But at the same time, like, I think back to Brandon Paul, the time where me and Brandon spent the most time together was when I was 19 years old as a freshman in Illinois. So, I, you know, and, and since then, I, like, we obviously talk all the time and uh, been able to meet up and stuff. But, you know, he's probably like, ah, oh, it's just old 19-year-old Mike. Uh, and he's supposed to be running a team. So you got to show it. Like, you got to prove it no matter who it is. No matter if it's Kyle Vanalis, who I had not met, before we got to Columbus or, you know, or Malcolm Hill, who I spent three years with in Illinois. Like you always have to have and earn these guys respect or else it's just not going to be, it's not going to flow like a team. So 
you know, obviously we're talking about you want to retain guys. You want to keep Mike Dom. You want to keep Andres Feliz. You're going after guys. You want Brandon Paul, yada, yada, yada. Let's take – pull the curtain back. Who Inside Michael Tulip's head, who are the other guys that you are recruiting, giving your best Brad Underwood speech to and say, hey, come join the House of Paint team? Man, Joey, I know, I know this is uh, – you're trying some clickbait here. So, so here, here's the thing, man, and this is why there's strategy in recruiting, right? Like some people that, that we're going after that are pretty under, under the radar but great players, you know, if I, if I voice it, now there's maybe, there may be some other teams that say, hey, he may be it's – like It's like a coach that offers a kid just because right, another exactly. coach offers. And it may, I mean, it. that may happen. Like, so I, I think – I'll say this. We want to we wanna obviously retain our core from last year. Um, and then in addition to that, you know, we're looking at, at some more Illinois alums. Like we have a couple that, um, that are committed. And when I say committed, it's, yo, yeah, man, I'd love to play. Uh, but all of that, there's always a caveat with that stuff. Um, you know, I have their commitment right now, but I don't know what their next contract situation is going to be like. You know, if, I know like even Thomas Walkup last year, you know, I could have, you know, could have played in the TBT, but EuroLeague teams kind of pull you out. And um, so that happened. That's a reality. That's just is kind of what you deal with. So I'm going to keep the roster and going after relatively close to the vest. But I will say that, you know, the team that we're, that we plan to put on the floor this year is a team that can win this entire thing. There's no question about it. You think that was good for us, but that was not what we wanted. We I know, wanted I know a, it's a coach answer. God, you – that is crazy. You changed. What a, you changed. Hey, oh well, think about God. this, too. Think about this. There's players, too. Like, we had – like, Andres Feliz was pretty succinct. Season ended last year, and we were able to have those conversations. Things get a little murky this year where guys are – are they coming back for that extra COVID year? Are they not? Fred Fraser, and, and, thank you. There we go. Thank well, you. I'm there, like, those you conversations, <laughs> you know, I, I, I've always stood by the fact, like, I will not have those conversations – until a decision has been made of whether or not sure. they're going back to the university or, or they're not, or they're just going to sign an agent and move on because I'm an Illinois basketball guy and anything that's good for Illinois basketball, I want to, that's, that's, that's what I want. Um, and, and obviously a guy like him going back to Illinois makes that team uh, even more potent going into next year. So I'm, I'm super hands off with that type of stuff until there's been a definitive decision made like I don't want there doesn't need to be a recruiting battle between Brad Underwood and I uh you know what I mean like that's those are those are you know talks and decisions that are going to be made on, on those guys on time and then you know then you circle back down the road once they've kind of figured out their their next step hey what are their professional prospects then you have those you know those conversations because you know I, I see I see guys all the time that are you know oh, I'm gonna commit to this team in January to play in July. And it's like, dude, there's so much that can happen from now to then. So, so we just, you know, we try to keep an open line of communication. I think those guys know that, you know, if they want to play with us, you know, that's, you know, certainly we, we'd love to have them. Um, but yeah, it's just something you take day by day and uh, you want to respect these guys, normal process, their normal off season. Um, like I said, agents, uh, you know, contract decisions, all that. So um and I think that, that it kind of speaks volumes to kind of what we try to do, which is not bully guys into playing with us or, you know, 
hey, man, I'll make you feel bad if you're not playing with us because you don't want to play in the orange and blue game. Like, that's not the case at all. So, like I said, it's a day-by-day process, and you just kind of take the information that you have, and, uh, you know, you try to piece together a roster that you can put out there on July 24th or whatever it is because I'm, I'm a firm believer, and I, I learned this last year with the TBT. Like, Ravante Rice goes back, you know, goes back to Israel. Matt Mooney gets pulled out by the Cavs you know, 72 hours before we're supposed to go to Columbus. And our, our roster wasn't set until we literally stepped on the court to play War Tampa. And, and, that's, and, it, and it never changes from year to year. It's always going to be that way. And you just have to be able to adjust and think ahead and think, okay, what's your contingency plan? If we want these guys, they're committed, and then they drop, who are we getting? Like, who can fill in? And we don't – it's not just like, can we just fill our roster with guys? Like, we still want pieces. We still want fit because that's what helped us last year. Um, we may not have been the most talented team in the world, like if you stacked our team up against some other teams, but we played like a team and that was, that was, um, it was strategic. That's how we wanted to do it. And, and you have to recruit for fit. So that's my long winded way of saying that it's a, what I, I feel like every AD says like, Oh, it's, it's a fluid process. Like that's, that's basically what, that's what it is for the TVT as well. I got, I'll say that I got one last question, uh, but you can go first, Joe. Yeah, I mean, I was just going to say my heart lies with Carmen's crew, but they have not reached out to me about playing. And as you know, I played basketball for the first time in, in eight months yesterday, and it went all right. So I'm willing, I'm willing to I'm, – I'm not willing to put on the orange and blue, but I'll talk. I'll, I'll talk. How about you, I'm willing to have a conversation. How about you and Andrew Dockich up to 11 uh, by – by uh, let's go all ones. Let's just go all ones. No ones or two. Well, like, yeah, like go get some. Go out there and get some buckets. I know uh, we could have. Yeah, we could have you guys compete yeah, like, spots here on House of Pain. Like, there's no doubt that I'm a way better offensive player than Andrew, and that stems from my ability to shoot the ball. So if you're making it all ones, that's like stacking the deck way against me. So I respect that. Is that you want it to be a challenge for me I to make the team? It, man. I want um, you to earn. It. Yeah, I mean, I'm. I'll, I'll be upfront and honest. I'm, I'm, I, I don't like the idea of defense anymore. So it'll just be literally first to 11 in terms of who can score first because I will be so far off Andrew letting him shoot. Like, but that's another story for, for another day. Well, let me, let me, um, you're only as good as your last open gym run. So how did – I mean, did you, did you shoot it well yesterday? I, it's so funny. Uh, I – I made my first three shots, and they were, like, tough shots. Like, they were not, like – And, and they were the not rest like were short? The rest were short? No, 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 no. I, I never, like – it's funny. No, none of the shots, like, felt terrible or, like, I wasn't yelling out, oh, that's short or that's off. There was a few the bad ones. Like, I probably made – we played, like, six games, you know, and I probably – in the first game, I made my first three shots, and I probably make, like, five other threes the rest of the, of the day. Probably had a – Probably was at a shooting it at a cool like twenty five percent clip, so that's probably not what you want to hear. But stand still, wide open when I'm not handling the ball, like no one um, does it better. I'm shooting eighty. I'm shooting eighty percent all day long with that. It's just when you put the ball in my hands and I'm getting double and triple teamed, you know, that's when the tough shots come up. So didn't shoot it well and refused to play defense. All right, yeah. Well, uh, you and I will talk here soon. Refuses. I'll be out there. I just. I will not give it my all on defense. I'll give it my all on offense. You have my word. <laughs> That's fair. It's 50%. I'm, I mean, I'm honest. I'm reeling us back in. I got one last question, and it's the last question because you'll probably take another hour to answer it like you've been doing. So, <laughs> last question. Hey, I, I, when, when Joey told me 20 minutes, I was like, yeah, 
Good luck. No, it's just it's, we're just just giving you a mind frame of of hey, we need at least twenty minutes of your time. That's all of us. Yeah, but this I mean, is I my we're, this I think is we're my like twenty four right, right now. I mean, I, this is pretty. We're we're good. We're modest good. for for me right now. Twenty four minutes is is pretty quick. <laughs> you mentioned the the Illinois fans at the beginning. Obviously, yeah. last year in the bubble, no fans. How excited are you this year hosting a regional that could be filled with those fans that were supporting you guys last year? How could you not be excited? You know what I mean? Like it's uh, last year, you're, you're exactly right. You know, no fans in the stand. It was, and it was weird. I think it was a weird for, it was weird for a lot of guys, but um, to be able to be close to home this year, uh, you know, be in Peoria and, and, you know, it's not a far drive. There's, there's obviously Illinois fans in Peoria. There's Illinois fans in Champaign, which is a little over an hour away. Chicago's not a bad drive at all. And, and it's, it's in the summer. And um, I think, I think they could really fill that place. Uh, there's, there's no question about it. They tend to travel. Joe, you saw it at the big 10 tournament. Um, they travel well. Uh, and, and especially when it's guys that are wearing the orange and blue, uh, you know, guys uh, that have, you know, really, really represented the university well over the years. Like, I truly believe that they'll, that they'll come in droves, uh, which, is, which is so awesome and, and, and exactly what you want out of a regional. Like, any, any way to create, you know, that type of atmosphere, um, you know, it's pretty neat. And, and you can create, you know, a, a quasi home court advantage. So, you know, we're, we're really, really looking forward to that. And, and I'm just really looking forward to these guys being able to play in front of them again. Um, I know they enjoyed their time doing it when they were in the State Farm Center slash – assembly hall for some of them um you know but but for them they'll do it at this point in their career where they've they've all matured as men um you know and kind of get to to circle back and play in front of these fans i mean it's 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 pretty sweet and it's something that that makes the tbt so cool um is because once you're done you know once io's kissing the floor i mean io's probably will never play for the house of pain i I hope he never plays for the house of pain um i hope he has a 20-year nba career but you know guys like malcolm hill you know kissing kissing the center floor when their last game in the state farm center. And you think in your mind that that's the last time you're going to be able to play in front of these fans. Um, and the TBT says, Hey, that's not the case. You know, they can come out to Peoria or, or even, you know, the Scarlet, Scarlet gray uh, coming out to, you know, going out to, to Columbus there. And, and I think that, crew. That, crew. but I'm saying like the Scarlet and gray. Oh, like the gotcha. Gotcha. Well, they've almost, out. the only reason I- the only reason I interrupted you is because they've almost gotten in trouble before for being Scarlet and Gray. So I wanted to make sure that we I'm just I'm just talking TBT colors. is not promoting Scarlet and Gray. Yeah, I'm just talking just, colors. Orange and blue, orange and blue, Scarlet and Gray. But I'm saying the Scarlet and Gray fans <laughs> come out there to watch Carmen's crew. Yeah, I I, I definitely didn't forget their name because we spent a lot of time preparing for them last year. But yeah, <laughs> but to, but to but to. <laughs> To land the plane here, yes, we're we're pumped, man. We uh, and the land of the plane was a net jet. Shout out to shout out to Joey here. Um, but yeah, it's it's you can't you can't script it better than than being close to close to home and having these guys um kind of feel that love again. I will say that, and I speak for Andrew. I'm pretty sure on this topic, getting to Peoria is a bit of a priority for us to be able to take that in because we do – we grew up in Illinois. We get Illinois basketball. We get it. And we think that it's going to be rocking in there. Yeah. And we also think that you guys are one of the teams to beat. So combine all that together and looking like making a six-hour drive, 
to come watch the orange and blue compete. So get excited. I mean, yeah, man, I'm fired up. I'd love to, love to have you guys there. But I want to show you this before we let you go, and then we'll let you go. So my, my stepbrother committed to Illinois, um, not because of House of Pain, but it definitely played a part. And we snuck in to the arena and got a nice little, nice little selfie. Oh, my God. It was very – I mean, dude, how cool is that arena? It is so cool. There was like a random door open, and we sneak in, and there was a ball down by the court. And I stepped dude, up. That almost, that almost sounds like a trap. Like, I I'm actually I'm actually shocked that that was unlocked because that it's typically Fort Knox over there. Well, we uh, like we got in. We probably yeah. broke in. Might get arrested. Yeah. Right. Yeah, we'll, 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 we'll edit that out. We'll edit that out. All right, well, Coach Latulip, thank you for joining us, Joey. I'll let you I'll let you send him off. He's your good friend. Yeah, um, yeah, Mike, my my good friend, Mike. Uh, the only, you know, like all our good, all your good friends will not be, not, not be playing for you in the TBT. <laughs> um, Fair. Um, no, uh, you know how we like to end these things. We'll, we'll give you the floor to, to ask us some questions that you've been dying to ask. Maybe some are specific to Andrew and his predictions for this upcoming TBT. Maybe it's not, but regardless, want to give you the floor and, and close this out the right way. Um, let you ask us some questions. Well, yeah, let me ask you this. You know, what specifically for you, Joey, we'll start with you and then we'll go, then we'll go to Andrew. What is your, so let's, let's count NBA. Let's count NBA as well. Let's say the NBA disbanded and it's just all free agents for the TBT. Like what's your Ohio state starting lineup? What's your Carmen's crew starting lineup? Question. That's a great question. Um, wow. So I'm going to go Mike Connolly, D'Angelo Russell in the backcourt. That's pretty easy. But this is where it gets really interesting. The rest. Um, friends. I mean, like, what? You got some friends that you could potentially put I do in have some friends. Spot. Yeah. Um, all right. I'll, I'll go with the friends. I'll go with the friends way. That seems like the most logical way to do it. Uh, I'll go with Kata Bates-Diop and Jay Sean Tate as my two forwards. And then I don't know if this team would fit well together. I'm not putting my coaching hat on. I'm just giving you five guys that I think should play together. Jared Sullinger is kicking ass right now in Korea. Is in the best shape of his life. So, I mean, he's coaching the team, but he's also going to play on my team. So he's going to be the five. I mean, isn't that amazing? Like you just named your dream Carmen's crew starting lineup, and you could probably field another 15 dudes. That are that could easily be in that starting lineup as well. It's a credit to credit. He only to named basketball. one guy. He only named one guy that's actually on Carmen's crew. That's crazy. That is crazy. Now, like and Andrew, is this? I mean, now I need your I need your uh, your Mizzou TBT team. <laughs> My Mizzou TBT team. All right. Well, Michael Porter, Jordan Clarkson, they're suiting up. All right. Is Damari Carroll on an NBA roster right now? Because he's playing for me. Because doesn't matter. I, I think he. I think he matter. is. Well, you didn't say Evan Turner, so I was wondering if it was because they weren't on NBA rosters. But Turner, he's not. He's not playing. He's not playing basketball right now. I don't think he's ready to roll. So why is that different from Damari Carroll? That's what I'm asking. So if Damari Carroll's ready to roll, <laughs> but the reason you asked that is because Damari. The reason you asked if he's still in the NBA is because he's on the Houston Rockets right now. 
Oh, really? Wow. He's playing with JT, so they'll know each other. Three teams this year, probably. So, Damari Carroll, and then, ooh, I I probably would pull uh, uh, Jeremiah Tillman if he's not coming back to school because he's a big guy down low. (laughs) Oriaki? Oriaki doesn't get the nod? Maybe Oriaki, but I know JT. He's like, he's been there for, you know, two of my last years and then my first two years out of school. And then, I mean, probably Phil Pressy. We'll I was going to say. Him. I was going to say. But yeah. then a week ago, I would have said get Kim English Not on the Chante side Porter. Because he'll recruit. Kim English can recruit. So Kim English is your coach. Yeah, he's the coach. If he's allowed to also coach uh, George Mason and then step away from that and come coach, then I will happily allow him to coach. But if he can't coach, then – I guess I would have to step up and coach. So, Joey, who's your coach? Because Sully was coaching. Oh, um, uh, easy, Thad Mata. Uh, and, then they ch- and then we changed the team's name from – because all those guys that I mentioned played for him. The, the, the name changes from Carmen's crew to Thad's guys. <laughs> or Thad's boys. I feel like Thad like Mata – Thad Mata has so many – there's so many ways you could go with that. Like, there's I'll, a lot – I'll think of something better, Joey. Don't worry. Yeah, Thad's yeah, – no, but, Thad, but, Thad's guys? They, Thad's batch is they T-shirts. That, they made T-shirts that were Thad's boys or Thad's guys that everyone wore. I like Thad's That's why. Thad's Brand, batch. The branding play. All right, yeah. I mean, those are my, those are my two questions. I was, I was just curious what you guys – those what are kind great of teams guys will put together. I'd actually probably get Mike Dom too, you know. To yeah, really why not? Fill out the team. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know, man. Bragging rights. Bragging rights. I don't know if he, with his Illinois, with orange and blue coursing through his veins, I don't know if, I don't <laughs> if he will be willing to go over to Mizzou. That would suck if you guys had to play the Mizzou alumni team because, you know, you're on a three game losing streak. So it probably would turn into four. Hey. Oh, we only, when I was there, we only lost my freshman year to, uh, to Pressy and the boys there. And Tony Criswell and a lot of those dudes. So, I mean, I, we won the next three. Fair enough. Fair enough. Cervante Rice, buzzer beater. I mean. I, I, he, I try to go to the game every year. So, if you're ever there, we'll link up. Absolutely, man. For sure. All right, Joey. Oh, my God. Go. We are going to go to so many basketball games next year. How fun is that going to be? <laughs> so you guys are penciled in for a lot. We'll be in that. <laughs> Come down to a Vandy game. Yeah. Come on the Belmont Lipscomb. Come on down to Nashville. I'd much rather see Belmont or Lipscomb play than Vandy. What are you talking about, Scotty Pippen Jr.? Just to clear for the NBA, bro. He's out of there. <laughs> well, in today's age, you can. Yeah, it's all facade. He might. He'd probably come back. What about yeah, Mac McClung? Mac McClung declaring for the NBA draft and the transfer portal at the same time. So basically, he's just not going back to Texas Tech. He's just transferring. That's just the way of saying I'm transferring. Hey, I got I got sources that he was on Elon's campus. No, he wasn't. He, uh, granted, Elon? He, he he was, but he was visiting. Oh, because his best friend is Zach Irvin. Yeah, exactly. Got to connect the dots, right? So then you knew that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, I'm ending this. I'm ending this before we talk about Mac McClung's friends. All right, coach. Wait, wait. Wait, let's make a prediction. Where is Mac McClung playing basketball next year? I feel like that's a good way to end it. He will be playing on House of Pain this summer, getting ready for the NBA draft. (laughs) 
That's my favorite. I think he's. I, I think he plays on Kentucky. I think he's going to Kentucky. They need guards. I think. I think he's a Longhorn. That's the easy answer, but probably the right one. Well done. God, you Austin Homer for the next yeah. Beautiful day here right now. All right. Yeah. Thanks, Coach. Trained all day. We're, we're, anyway. boot, we're booting you. All right, guys. Appreciate it.